Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Woke AF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, recording from the home bunker. First, folks, I want to start off on this Tuesday by mentioning something that you may have seen briefly in the news, but that I think is extraordinarily important, which is this. It has been one year, one year since the mass shooting that took place at the grocery store in Buffalo, New York. One year since 10 black patrons lost their lives. One year since a white supremacist put together in an entire oh, I don't know, manifesto that kind of read like a Fox News uh, segment or rundown or maybe a guest of Tucker Carlson, decided to leave his home and drive about two hours or so to a densely populated black area in Buffalo, New York, where they would be gathered on a Saturday morning, right? Nonchalantly shopping for the weekend, grandmothers, uncles, fathers, mothers, old people, young people, middle-aged folks, just trying to live their lives. And a white supremacist would find his way to that grocery store that he had done recon work over and take out 10 people. Now, in my humble opinion, There have been too many incidents that we have just become numb to, shrug off, because they happen all the time. And mass shootings are one of those instances. But mass shootings, particularly at the hands of white supremacists, we just take as par for the course in America. The thing that has been on the rise that the FBI wrote a report on about roughly 10 years ago has been the threat of white domestic terrorism, has been the threat of white supremacy to our democracy, has been the increase in violence 
right, against communities of color, against Jewish folks, against Muslim people, against Asian folks, against Black people, Latinx, queer people, trans people in particular. Everyone who is not presenting as white, cis, hetero, and oftentimes male. Now, the killing in Buffalo was so horrific and stark, and it reminded me of the killing that took place at Mother Emanuel Church in South Carolina, where nine parishioners in the midst of prayer in opening up their house of worship to Dylan Roof would die because he saw fit to sit down with black people in prayer and take out their lives. Why? Because he's a white supremacist that was radicalized through what? You know, this is the thing, too, folks, is that we consistently talk about the radicalization of these, you know, of these white boys. And frankly, there is no better place to get radicalized than on Fox. There's no better place to get radicalized than in the state of Florida that's being run by a complete white supremacist fascist. There's no better place to be radicalized than in Texas, right? That is being run by a white supremacist fascist, Greg Abbott. You don't need to go to the dark web. You don't need to go to the dark corners of the internet in order to find groups that are ideologically aligned with white supremacy. They are organizing and are allowed to stand right out in the open. So, folks, on the year anniversary, right, of this mass shooting that took place in Buffalo, what happened over the weekend? Well, it wasn't just Mother's Day weekend. It also wasn't just my father's birthday and, you know, caught up in the celebrations of, you know, another year granted and, you know, being grateful for the kind of mother that I have. But, you know, as I tell you all the time, I try my very best not to watch the news on the weekends. I don't even really watch the news if I'm going to be on the news. I read articles, right? Because there is a purposeful, emotional, mental cleansing that takes place for me as soon as I turn off the microphone on any given day. It's why I tell you all to do the very same. I have, you know, rituals that I kind of move through as a way to cleanse myself of what I've been steeped in. It's the way that I keep myself emotionally and energetically cleansed, right? So that I'm no longer attaching myself to the hatred, that I'm no longer attaching myself to the vitriol that's being put in my face on a regular basis, and that I'm trying to analyze for all of you. But to my dismay, I accidentally turned on the news on Sunday evening. And what do I see on Sunday evening? I see video. I, I don't know if it was live because I don't know if this march that took place by the quote-unquote Patriot Front in Washington, D.C., whether or not it happened on Saturday or Sunday. I can't recall at this time. But what I can't tell you is that these white men who had face coverings on, looking like they had pulled white athletic socks over their faces and they had sunglasses on, you know, because they're so proud to be white supremacists, they hide their faces. But traditionally, why do why do white supremacists, why do KKK members and Nazis and what and so forth? Well, the Nazis didn't hide their faces, right, because they owned and operated everything. So they were proud to be doing what they were doing. But in this country is more often than not, 
that KKK and white supremacist organizations hide their faces. And why is that? Oh, because they know that in their hearts, if they actually have them or wherever in the place of where their heart is, they know that mainstream does not accept the language and the ideology of wiping out entire religions, races, orientations, and so forth. That these people oftentimes find themselves in law enforcement positions as judges, doctors, dentists, right? In positions where they are actually supposed to be a credible, active member of society. And so they cover their faces so that they can profess their hatred, right, in broad daylight, but by being able to then keep their jobs. And so for me, you know, my call out to white supremacist motherfuckers that I'm sure don't listen to this show is take off your hood covering, bro. Right? Pump out your chest. Right? Show the people who you are because you're so bold and you're so bad. Right? That you all need to be in locked formation because one-on-one, you're nothing more than a bunch of incel punks. Because I made the joke on my other show, on The New Abnormal, that, you know, these folks have to be part of the incel community. You know, the ones that are afraid of women because they've never had a date and never been in. These are the hetero ones, right? Because the closeted ones, you know, they just hate and bash gay folks and, and, and trans folks. But nonetheless, you know that they need to be in mass, right? Because they are pathetic human beings as individuals. But when I turned on the news and I see this on the year anniversary, right, of marking of 10 black people being murdered for doing nothing other than being in the right place at the wrong time. Then I hear that our president, Joe Biden, was at Howard University over that same weekend, last weekend, giving a commencement speech. And in that commencement speech, he said that white supremacy is the greatest threat facing our country. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. The FBI found that out over a decade ago. But that report was hidden, right? It wasn't investigated. It wasn't excavated. Why? Because Republicans at that time said, oh, you're going to harm our base. Here's the thing. A really valid question. Which is, why don't we have domestic terrorism laws on the books? Why do we try and contort our laws in order to be able to charge these people in the first place? Why, as a hate group, which is what the Patriot Front is, are you allowed to march any good goddamn place and not be arrested? Right? So here's the thing. Because many of those same people, right, are the ones that are creating the laws in the first place are the ones that are elected officials and that are sitting in office. And so we don't have domestic terrorism laws because the ones that are writing the laws are oftentimes affiliated with domestic terrorism. That's why Donald Trump told the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers to stand back and stand by. That's why Roger Stone had his own private security with the Proud Boys. And on the day of the Stop the Steal that many were detailed of the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers to, quote unquote, protect those Republican members 
that was standing up on that stage directing people to sack our democracy and trash our Capitol building. So until we actually create laws that are specific about who these groups are and what they stand for, and that by even marching in public, that this is not your right to assembly, that you are seeking to terrorize and threaten groups of people should get you an automatic fucking arrest. But this is where we have to do the hard work of actually digging in and realizing who these people are. They're all cut from the same fucking cloth. You know, honoring the 10 victims of the mass shooting in Buffalo, Reverend Al Sharpton spoke this weekend, and he called white supremacy and racism in America a festering wound. And how does a wound fester, right? It may scab over, but it's still not healed underneath, right? And why isn't it healed? Because it was never really treated. Because you see, when you have deep wounds, you have to clean them out. You have to go in. You have to get the dirt out. Get the dead skin out. Spray it down. Disinfect it. Let it air a little bit. And then depending on the depth, you either patch it up or you sew it up. And I would argue that America's wound is surgical. But we continue and have continued, not just now, because the shit that we have to understand that is happening, whether it's happening in Florida or Texas or Alabama or Tennessee, this shit is not new. It is never new. All Republicans ever do is regurgitate history. Use the same tactics, the same patterns in order to get the result that you didn't get initially. These people wanted, think about how fucking dumb. You want a white supremacist ruled nation, right? but you want to bring in enslaved black people to do your work, right? If white people are so great, then why aren't you doing your own fucking work? Oh, because we're too smart to do that. Uh-huh. And then what was once referred to as chattel human beings that are actually acknowledged as said human beings. And because you live in a place of fragility and fear, which is why you had to concoct the notion of white supremacy to begin with, you need to create policies and roadblocks that disallow these people to be able to achieve so that you can have your self-fulfilling prophecy. Oh, well, you see, their neighborhoods are filled with crime. Well, you never created policies that would actually allow for those neighborhoods to have good schools, to offer jobs, to have sidewalks, to have trees, to have community centers, right? 
businesses were allowed not to invest into certain communities, right? And just bring you check cashing places and liquor stores, right? The government was able to say, oh, yeah, we believe in free public education, but then not invest in schools and buildings and curriculum that would allow all people to be able to succeed. So you see, it was always a self-fulfilling prophecy that Black people are not worth anything. And then you can have the belief that that's why we don't invest. But you see, all of this, friends, I say, you have to really look not that deep. Because it comes from a place of fragility and fear and scarcity, this idea that there is not enough, this idea that these people are less than. Well, if we're so less than, right, then why do you need to create additional barriers if we're not going to succeed anyhow? Right? Because we're not as smart and not as agile and not as this and not as that, then why do you need to double down? Because everything is about projection when it comes to white supremacists and these fascist regimes. Because if you are so great, you don't need to stand on somebody else's neck because standing 10 toes down, they're never going to be able to beat you know how. So I don't understand why we never just call out the bullshit. Right? Like, why we never just call out the lie and air it the fuck out? No, we continue to pretend that all is well, all is equal, all is fine. We're, we were post-racial. But we don't ha- want to have the real story that we're here because of the continued, the continued white lash over the last decade plus from a black man having the audacity to lawfully achieve the highest office of the land, not once, but twice. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, A military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm 
Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. So, folks, you know, when I look at one story after the other, and I'm going to get to Daniel Penny. In a moment, Daniel Penny is the white former Marine, 24 years old, formerly Marine, finally charged with manslaughter in the death of Jordan Neely. So I'll get to that in a minute. That became a national story. It happened on a New York City subway. When I look at all of these stories, folks, I realize, and you know, that Reverend Al Sharpton is right. That if America really was serious about its future, about its democracy, that now would be the time that we are looking to excavate the wound, that we are looking to clear it all out and air it all out so that we can actually get to a place of healing generations upon generations from now. We've clearly done some work because I am a black queer woman that has a political podcast, right, that is speaking freely as of now about how we actually better this nation. That would have never been heard of. 50 years ago, let alone, let's be honest, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. So I want us to understand that, you know, we we have a real problem 
And the reason why we have these inflection points around white supremacy is because we don't talk about white supremacy because all we've been taught is the rose-colored glasses version of America. Why are white people so upset these days? Because they are grappling with the truth. America can be both a place, right, that offers democracy and happiness and all of these things and be fertile ground for white supremacy and fascism and hate. I don't think that we will ever get rid of discrimination and racism and anti-Semitism and homophobia and transphobia. That's not the goal. Because that would be an impossible one to me. But the real goal is that you make it uncomfortable. You make it uncomfortable for these people to exist in the mainstream. You make it a monetary issue. Right? You make it a quote-unquote polite society issue. We were there, and then the election or appointment, if we want to be real about the 2016 election, the appointment of Donald Trump had progress stopped dead in its tracks. And all the work that we had done to get to a place where it was no longer appropriate could have people lose their jobs for being a racist, a misogynist, a sexual harasser, all of these things. Now Donald Trump made that great again. That's what he made great. In eight years, we wiped away the progress that had been made in this country to see people as people to respect all people as human beings. To have dignity and respect inside of our institutions. To be teaching our children the truth about the founding of this nation, not so that they hate it, but that so they realize that they are part of this larger story of each generation's responsibility to make this country better. And you see, we were getting so close, which is why you are seeing this type of backlash. Because if we weren't making progress, folks, a Ron DeSantis wouldn't exist, a Greg Abbott wouldn't exist. A Marjorie Taylor Greene wouldn't exist, a Lauren Boebert, a Donald Trump. I said in 2016 that this was... This is, we are living inside of white supremacy's last stand. That does not mean that I think it's going to be over in my lifetime or yours. But it means that we are seeing the truth, that more people are conscious, more people are woke than have ever been before at any time before. And they are running fucking scared. So this is a reminder when you see story after story and you get that lump in your throat and you begin to feel overwhelmed, like we're never going to be able to stop this. Take your ego out of the work. Because once you realize that we may never see the rainbow, the pot of gold in our lifetimes, it doesn't stop us from trying to create a better world 
with what it is that we have, what it is that we've been given, the shoulders that we're standing on. It takes the stress out of it because it's like I can only do what I can do with the short time on this planet that I am granted. But it is not about us living a quote-unquote carefree life or living inside of a utopia of our own creation. That's what our ego wants us to drive towards. It is about the collective we, humanity. And what are we each doing to create a better world? Because the reason why we are in this backlash, the reason why we are experiencing this white lash is because they can taste their end. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, 
and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. There is never more fear than when people feel like they are backed up against the wall. And that is where white supremacy is. We may not see its complete end, but each and every single one of us, regardless of our hue, regardless of our identity, if we believe in humanity, equity, and justice, truly, then we all have work to do. Continued work to do. Not working ourselves to death. Not working ourselves into a frenzy, into exhaustion. But every day we have work to do. So that we, our lives, are about planting seeds. Consider ourselves, right, the farmers of justice. Our work is to plant the seeds, not necessarily eat the fruit. That is it for me today, dear friends, on Woke AF. As always, power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.